Yesterday afternoon, in this very house, at around 12.15, Anna Asawi became a martyr. Let us take a moment to pay our respects. They thought they made a horror show. Not they stirred a curse deep down below. What they had built it began to feel 100 Forever now they must spin the wheel Holy shit, are we doing this right now? Are we doing this right now? Oh my god, I missed this. We're back. You thought we were gone forever. We were just on hiatus. Some of us had to go off and be responsible for a while. Now we are back. We are minus some old people plus some new people. I'm your host, Daniel. This is the 100 Lunatics Podcast. And before we get into anything, I think it's time that we bring back an old friend that we haven't talked to in a while. Wilter the Wheel. Hello everyone, hello listeners, welcome to all the new listeners who have no idea what a great show they're in for. Old listeners, we apologize for the hiatus. It's uh, all Daniel's fault, of course, of course. right Nathan? That's correct, Wilter. Daniel, I see you all the time, so by, why bother with chit-chat? Uh, Nathan, it's been too long. How have you been? I've been well. I've been well. I missed uh -huh. you, Wilter. How are you? And I see you brought with you your delightfully better half. Chelsea, how the hell are you? I'm great, thanks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know that we have a new guy on the show. Oh, Greg? Oh, I know all about Greg. How's the magazine coming, Greg? Oh, it's uh, going well, thank you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Good, good, good. We have big plans for that in the near future. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was Wilter, Nathan, Chelsea, new guy, Greg. Welcome. All of you say hello at the same time. Cut each other off. Hello, hey, how so, you doing? Yeah, keep it coming. Yep. Hello, yeah, hello. Hey, hey. hi everybody. Hey, 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 How's it going? Hey, there you are. Hey, yeah. A little bit louder, a little bit louder, hey, hey, more hey, excited, hey. and perfect. Everybody stop that, it's and annoying. For all of you uh, that were hoping that one of the people that was gone was me, <laughs> sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight, this is a continuation from many months ago. This is spin number six. We watched Martyrs. 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 Yeah, Martyrs. All right. Billions. <laughs> now, um, Nathan, Chelsea. Um, yes. How can we help you, Daniel? Yeah, no, I want you to step in here for a second. I want you to get in close. I want you to do a little huddle. This here is Greg. Greg, is this is your first time podcasting? This is my very first time podcasting. He is a true virgin to the podcasting format, but plus for me, he is a horror lover. Yes. Mm. Mm. You gonna run a slant route, Greg? <laughs> mm. I don't think so. You wanna do a hook down the middle? Mm. Maybe after the podcast. Your oh, sports I'll... metaphors are lost on us nerds, Nathan. <laughs> I'll call an audible. Don't worry about it. 
Now, Chelsea, would you consider yourself a horror hater or horror indifferent? Um, I actually generally, I'm a big fan of horror movies, but I have a specific idea of what horror is. I'll I'll help your I'll help her out here. Um, just from a, from the perspective of someone who watches her watch horror movies, she likes the idea of watching horror movies, but when she actually sits through them, she doesn't like them. <laughs> that there is go. there you go, honey. I'm there for you. But that is the that is the true experience of a real horror fan is that you're always hoping for the best and you rarely get it. But every <laughs> once in a while, you do, and that's what keeps coming back for more. Yep. That's what separates us from. Um, Grumpy old men like Nathan here. <laughs> Great movie. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. Now, Nathan, before we dip into Martyrs, you wanted to try out something new this time, right? Uh, well, I believe there is um, a segment that you introduced, no? No, that's fine. Don't play along. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yep, I made it, and I forced it down your throat. What did you bring me? It better be impressive. What is What is the... What is the um, the thing here? This is the back of the DVD cover from the horror haters' perspective. For those of you who don't know, my Twitter handle is at I hate horror because you bet you guessed it. I hate horror movies. Yes. So this would be what the back of the DVD cover would look like if I could write it. All right. Here we go. I was told that I got some mature and sensitive music to go along with this. Oh, yeah. No, I have the perfect thing right here. Yeah. Real mature. Martyrs. An overly ambitious horror ballad. Reaching for a spiritual realm it has no business occupying. <laughs> Like a 60-year-old pedophile with unwashed hair and wounds on his face running a nursery, Martyrs leaves you asking why you're spending your valuable time associated with it. Most likely viewed as a champion of the horror genre because it manages to string together a few coherent sentences in a room full of retarded mutes, Martyrs will sell best with those who have secret rooms and like to hang from the ceiling with hooks embedded into their flesh. The saddest part of it all is that people who are actually uplifted by this depraved spiritual battle cry. Oh. See? Could he make it through? To, it was meant to happen. The saddest part of it all is that people who are actually uplifted by the depraved spiritual battle cry this movie trumpets probably feel cheated by not getting to witness the skin being peeled off her body. Although they are probably the same people that write about raping and killing people in leather-bound journals they keep in the attic. Thanks for nothing, Martyrs. Wow. Did not expect you to be so down. Didn't think you were going to be as impressed, but didn't expect you to go that route with it. Um, we will definitely be getting into those feelings. I'm assuming... Uh, Greg, fan of Martyrs? Very big fan of Martyrs. Loved it. Exactly. Chelsea? Not exactly a fan. Not exactly a fan. So, remaining indecisive. I'm sure Nathan loves that. <laughs> um, now, before we get into Nathan and Chelsea's big problem with this film, I think there's a couple of things that we need to know about the movie Martyrs. 
which was made in 2008, came out here on DVD release in 2009, directed and written by Pascal Lager. Now, there are some famous French actresses in this movie as well. Can't pronounce their names. You wouldn't know them if I said them. And their careers are not that extensive. But, Greg, since you're here, I can finally ask you about this. Have you seen this guy's other movie, The Tall Man, the with tall Jessica Biel? No, I have not. You have not? I have not seen it. No. I haven't heard much about it, thinking that it's not that great. Chelsea and I watched the trailer of it before this podcast. Sure did. The Tall Man? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how did it look? Terrible. It looks like a winner. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Probably a Scream Fest uh, Palme d'Or winner. Okay. Mm. Jessica Biel is my idol. Do you know she has a uh, a prenup with uh, with Timberlake? If he cheats on her, she gets like uh, to live for free for the rest of her life, basically. I want to be her. Yeah. (laughs) It is now. This movie was very controversial in France. Caused a lot of uproar, got itself an extremely high rating, the equivalent of, of NC-17 here. Can I guess why it was controversial in France? Why? Because it was filmed in Quebec. What does that mean? It means What's the, the Canadian back lore? France, uh, Quebec is like France's backwash. They don't acknowledge it as uh, French. Mm, they like own it and hate it? Yeah, it's like, oh... Uh, premier French director went to Quebec to film this. Mm. It's like it's like France's taint. Mm-hmm. And I'm throwing him too many curveballs. No one likes Quebec. He's stumbling. Nobody likes it. And would you guess that this movie will soon be getting a remake? I already knew that, but it's not actually in stone. It's uh, what is it? Development unknown. Updated March 29th, 2014. He's trying to say yes. Why? What's wrong with the movie? Why does it need a remake? doesn't have any... Uh... doesn't need one. Well, you know what? That's what they do to all foreign movies that are horror that have success. They redo it. Don't you I... know that North Americans don't like to read their movies? That's true. <laughs> I know, but there's also the dub version, I guess, if you want to watch that. Because these they movies are fine. Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Those movies did not need to be remade. No, they and did not. Oh boy, that movie didn't need to be remade either. <sighs> Amen. Yeah, absolutely not. And what a big flop it was, though. People spoke with their money on that one. Sweet. If only people would speak with their money with horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> you are so cruel, Nathan. No, I'm right. Maybe we wouldn't have eight saws if that were the case. No. Whoa. Whoa, oh, yeah, sorry. whoa. I could talk a whole podcast about how great size. Well, I got a few words for you. Uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. There, we good? <laughs> that movie's awesome. It's not, the movie is not awesome. It's horrible. From a fan of all of them, that's one of my least favorite. Yeah. But back to Martyrs. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've been I'm fucking sorry, derailed man. right from the beginning. Uh, let's ease into it. You're the host. You got to control the situation. Okay? That's what I manage. That's what manage. I'm doing. That is yeah. what I am doing. Now, right. let's head on over to the walkthrough. What's your favorite song, Nathan? You asked for it, I delivered. Do you know that it was Faisley's favorite song there, Chelsea? I didn't, but it is quite catchy. It is. Um, Rough intro into this. 
Little girl being strapped to a chair, beaten, running away. Then, just what, some stock grainy footage of an orphanage of the young girl that was, uh, that escaped befriending another young girl. It's Anna and Lucy. Lucy is the one that had been beaten. And she cannot stop hurting herself. Then, we're headed right into the future. Right? Am I missing something? Why is it so quiet? Nope. Right on. Because you're doing such a good job, Daniel. Because I'm nailing everything. You're killing it. Just Welcome fucking back. killing it. <laughs> but I've well, the best the best scene of the movie happens near the beginning. So, is, is, is it the is it the like the really uh, stark transition of the family eating breakfast? No. <laughs> what is that is what happens next? When she comes in with a shotgun. Yeah, is that what you're talking about, Nathan? No, I am not oh. talking about that. I'm going to let Chelsea uh, describe the best scene in the movie. Okay. Are we at that stage? Are we? Yeah, are we being prompted for that? Do we get prompted for that? Is it near? Jesus the, you said it was near the beginning of the movie. Then go right ahead. Control your um, guests. The best part of the movie, <laughs> quite obviously, is when she has her episode in the bedroom. When she's a little girl and that grudge monster jumps onto the end of her bed. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even watch it. I put the covers over my eyes and Nathan forced me to remove them and rewound it and made me watch the whole thing over again. <laughs> yes. Good job. <laughs> Just so you both realize I'm going in with both eyes open. That's hilarious. You did? You actually stopped and pulled the covers down. We're like, no, 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 no. You're not yes, getting away Chelsea with this. Chelsea said, quote, unquote, my veins are itching. Not at that point. My veins, Just ignore him. My veins are itching. That's a pretty good description. Well, when things are too gory or when there's a lot of blood, guns are fine. Like the shotgun scene was good. But when you start like using knives and things... My veins get really uncomfortable. Needles. Oh, I just hate <laughs> I the, the human I body. I say the word needle. I could dramatize putting a needle Stop. in. Yeah, see, she's grabbing my hand. She can't even deal with it. Mm -hmm. Before we even get into the main plot of this movie, um, I recognize some major faults in it, even as a big fan, but it is extremely visceral. It's like <laughs> and brutal. Like it impacts you or affects you at least, at the very least, which is often the only thing that I'm looking for in a horror movie. But this does it with a little bit of style as well. But that's it. You know, that there was a little girl that she escaped from someplace that was weird, that was abusing her, caught up at an orphanage, at an orphanage made a friend, and now they are older. And the movie focuses over on this nice little suburban family, getting breakfast, talking about college and failed opportunities. And uh, I think I have a little clip of the dad here. I'm going to keep this around for when I need to reference or put Nathan in his place. Smartass, why'd you wait till now? Move it. Yeah. Smartass, why'd you wait till now? Move it. Move it, Nathan. Move it. Visceral. Relating to deep inward feelings rather than to the intellect. I don't know. I don't know if that's really a good word to use there. I'm going to go with word drop. I'm going to go with vocab shouting. No, no, I think yeah. that's a very appropriate word to use there. Okay. Aren't you tired of being such a pain in the ass, you little shit? 
And these are all pulled from the dubbed version of the movie because like because oh. that was like a main problem we ran into is doing a foreign film is that I couldn't pull any clips because they're all in French. Mm. Who knows everything? So you guys won't recognize any of these because I well, sat around earlier and watched the dubbed version by myself. Well, don't you know that all Canadians also speak French? Oh, We're a bilingual nation. So you guys watch this without the subtitles? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, we. Subtitles are for <laughs> pussies. <laughs> We're Americans. We. Nonsense. You just said you hated the French. We hate Quebec. Right. Because they want to separate from us, even though they have not. Anyways. Merde. <laughs> you guys are being Politics. ridiculous and silly. Can we inject a little bit of reality in here, please? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on. Now, this is where it is, right? There's the family. They're arguing. The mother is sort of like the dad role. She's like out in the yard, like fixing the pressure on the pipes and throwing tools around in a toolbox. And he's inside slurping on little pastries. And and she has no problem cursing. Like when I played that clip, that was Aren't her. Aren't you tired of being such a pain in the ass, you little shit? She's talking to her son. So, like, you know, even though it's really nice right away, you know, something a little bit violent or aggressive is going on that doesn't come across in the french it version absolutely does not no because you're no. just because you're just reading i was going to say that too I, I watched the uh subtitled version and i didn't get that impression that's the appropriate you guys should have been watching the subtitled version thank you for that it's because when they do dubbing they're trying to i don't know imprint the voice actors are imprinting their perception of the movie onto the movie perhaps Maybe yeah there's some a bit of a flaw there. But yeah, no, they, they, they come across like a normal family in the subtitle version. Yep. And even though this ultimately pans out into a revenge story, there is that weird added little detail of Lucy being haunted by this weird, as Chelsea put it, grudge monster. It's a perfect description. No. I'm going to tell you what the perfect description is. It's a guilt monster. It is definitely it that. Is. Yep. It's a guilt monster. Um, and then that's when... And the depth of it is so visceral. Don't... No, don't turn this around. You will... Aren't you tired of being such a pain in the ass, you little shit? <laughs> That is going to be a, a continuing soundbite <laughs> for all the future spins of this wheel. Yep. I'm oh. keeping that one around for a long time. But no, we get blown right into this movie. Because after all the little sappy growing up, the discovering that she has a little guilt monster that follows her around, she is out for revenge, and she blows down the, down the father with a shotgun right away. Um takes out the mom and goes right for the kids. What did you guys think about going for the kids? Great. I hate the kids. It. Loved it. Greg and Chelsea are on board right away. <laughs> High five. No questions. Nathan? Um I don't know when these when these moments happen in horror movies. Um yeah, no, I, I appreciate the maximum attention given to the to how far you can push the situation and make it as awful as possible. 
but um, at the same time, I think there could have there could have been a bit of a a missed opportunity here because although we immediately assumed that coming in and blowing them all away with the shotgun and tracking them down in the house and blowing them away, this movie's about torture, right? So why is revenge blowing them away with a shotgun? I loved the attention to detail with the reloading of the gun. Yes. Yeah, that was she, sweet. I thought that really added to that part. Yeah, she does. She shoots and replaces every shot that's fired. And wow. I just got like glossed over. Yeah. Sorry, I was excited. Yeah, we're back over to appreciating the film. <laughs> no, I am. I'm I'm criticizing it. I'm saying that are you telling me that someone that got tortured like that her whole life and went on this big revenge episode is just going to blow them all away and not take out some of her I mean, Daniel, you love the idea of torture revenge. Yeah, You're no, telling no. me you you weren't thinking about her doing something a little bit more creative? No. Well said. Well said. I get it. I get it. I, I'm actually with you on that. Like, if you were tortured your whole life by these people, you would want to capture them alive, tie them up, make it as excruciating as possible, maybe even, like, get in their head a little bit, like, heal them, bring in, like, a good cop, bad cop situation, but really you're both just out to torture this person. I get it. I'm, I'm on board. There's too much victim here all over the place. Yeah, right, because this little girl has the power to tie up an entire family by herself and then torture them one by one. Well, obviously she had to take out the dad. <laughs> yeah, I have to. Obviously. <laughs> but she was even given a second chance with the mother, and she still didn't really do I mean, yeah, she attacked, she went nuts, but she didn't, you know, draw know it, draw it out. We're talking about, this. you know, this is the kind of movie, it's torture porn, right? That's what they call this. This movie, some... Nathan, is about transcendence. Oh, here we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I had a part on the, my DVD cover about that. This is <clears throat> purposeful torture. This isn't just torture porn. This isn't shocking for the sake of shocking. They've gone out of their way to make a reason for all of this to exist. And we should recognize that and have a little bit of respect. <clears throat> now, back to what Chelsea was saying about liking things um yeah it's it's blunt and when she does go to kill the kids she you can at least tell that she is in turmoil about it like yeah. she has to stop and consider it turn away am i gonna do it yeah i kind of have to just like end this lineage i can't have them running around with the sort of genes that could do the sort of things that these people did to me summed up Thank you. <laughs> Done. Moving on. I only back down. I win. Because for, for, for <laughs> the good of the podcast, for the progression of the podcast. Yeah. But that's it. And then just like you said, there's the guilt monster. It comes into a play immediately after she kills off the family, kills off the kids. There's more guilt monster. There's... That's sort of the weird part about this is that you're on board for the girl being abused. You're on board for her getting revenge on this family, even killing the kids. Fuck it, why not? And then all of a sudden there's a whole lot going on with this scary guilt monster and you're not sure. It took me a little while to buy into it. I don't know about you guys. No. No, you're right on board. 
I'm not on board with the guilt monster. The guilt monster was the scariest part. I have a strict no grudge monster policy with horror <laughs> movies because they're the reason I'm afraid of my closet in the dark. <laughs> but that's why I loved it because I'm kind of fucked up that way. Oh, yeah. Where it's great, but it's horrifying. I just don't get its place. I I wasn't on board with it until I understood who it was, like or where it originated from. Then after that, I was like, okay, that's a true guilt monster. I get it. This creature is the only thing that made it a horror movie. It's like the reveal at the end of a movie, but a new movie begins. It's like Full Metal Jacket. Holy shit! <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. Oh, Nathan. Nathan, you pulled what it happened? out of your ass. You fucking won. You won the prize. You get to you get to choose the category that we spin for next week or next episode. That was it. I have a secret phrase that I sort of have in the back of my head. I'm sort of waiting for somebody to bring up the topic or bring up an analogy. And uh, mine was full metal jacket syndrome. This movie has full metal jacket syndrome. And you nailed it, Nathan. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. It's because I'm perceptive and because I can see what's going on in a movie. In this movie, um, it stops itself and becomes something else. And it's uh, it feels disjointed. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. When I say this movie is crap, I'm also like, as a horror hater, I hate it because it's horror right out the jump. Don't get me wrong. But I also... <laughs> will attack and criticize it from a movie standpoint, a cinematic standpoint, because too many times a horror movie does a few things correctly and everyone has a fucking orgasm over how beautiful it is. And it's, it's not. It's just another movie that has a bunch of flaws and is celebrated because it's better than the you know rest of the trash. <laughs> <laughs> there is a very painful truth. There is. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. Uh but we wait, we wait, and we wait, because it's better to get a gem in this category than a gem in any other. Um, now, hey, don't worry. The older it gets, the more people will appreciate it. Twenty years from now, they'll give it a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's at fifty-five percent right now, though. Yeah, but it does have it has Full Metal Jacket syndrome. It has its third act is like a whole different movie from the first two acts, and. Now, the the two friends, it's Anna and Lucy. Lucy's the fucked up one. And Annie is the one that, like, mothers her and takes care of her and, like, I don't know, is well-versed in medical practices for her friend. And no matter how many times she stitches her friend up, her friend just keeps on getting cut by this guilt monster that, as an audience member, you're like, this, this shit's in her head, right? She's just in the bathtub just cutting herself, right? But this movie makes you go back and forth with that many times. Okay. <laughs> okay, you didn't do that? You didn't go, oh, this bitch is full of shit. Oh, well, maybe she's not. No, she definitely is. Oh, no, I don't know. Well, you ask yourself why she cares so much. And the problem, again, is that they show you a small bit of their childhood but they don't develop the relationship. They just transport you into the future right away where shotguns are ablazing and you're just supposed to glean the depth of their relationship just because. And it's not, there's no growth given to the relationship. Which is why my first reaction after the movie was over was that 
it should be two movies and a prequel instead of one movie. Oh, like showing her doing this and then them growing up and then her getting the revenge and then the post-revenge. No. What's What happened to a good old montage? Even just to they help. They do that at the end. Help give some. Yeah. They the, do tons of montages because they don't have enough time. for you, Like when she. Well, I don't want to jump to the end, but in any event, I thought it was very rushed. Well, maybe that's what the remake will include is some sort of build on the relationship or something like that. Hopefully it's at least three because a horror movie isn't worth anything unless it has at least three. It needs a trilogy, a legacy. <laughs> and yeah, Nathan needs relationships. Needs, like, a major... <laughs> what? what did you just say? I said you are always talking about how much you love relationships in movies, how much they make <laughs> movies for you. And of course that's what you're after. So a good old-fashioned... blood. Yeah, a good old-fashioned American remake right up your alley. Okay. Aren't you tired of being such a pain in the ass, you little shit? <laughs> you like blood, huh? Why don't you go check out uh, the predecessor to Martyrs in the uh, French Extremity uh, movement. Oh, oh, the French Extremity movement. <laughs> yeah. I've done some research on the yeah. internet for like an hour. <laughs> it's it's the predecessor of Martyrs is Frontiers. Uh, I, own, I own it. Quote, there's enough blood in the unrated French horror film Frontiers to satiate even the most ravenous gorehound. Unquote. Mm, It was all right. I mean, Inside was much, much better. Inside, and there is an Inside. I saw a trailer for Inside on my DVD copy of Martyrs. Yes, that takes the cake. Inside. Greg is a fan. But you really are a horror fan, aren't you? Craig? I'm a very big horror fan, and actually, Inside is the next best horror movie next to the Texas Chainsaw Max- Massacre, the original one. It's it's the greatest thing ever. So you're saying top five Inside is number one? That's what you're saying. Uh, top five Inside is number two. Oh, sorry, next to mm-hmm. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. T O T C M. In Inside is very good. Daniel, would you say the Texas Chainsaw Massacre stands at number one on your private list? On my private list? No. Yeah. Oh, but I'm just, for whatever reason... What's the number one on your list? Oh, we don't need to get into this right now. <laughs> you can't number one me like that. You want to know what's number one on my list? What? There's only one movie on the list. Slither. It's the only one I've liked. <laughs> the only one. <laughs> Quickly followed by Stitches. Then Mist. <laughs> Not the mist, but and I think he really likes Nightmare on Elm Street trilogy. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, Part Two. It's the best one in the series. Freddy, Nathan is a genuine Freddy's Revenge fan. He prefers mm. Part Two above, above so you, all. So you the like others. the the dancing scene where he's dancing in his bedroom? That's yes. Closing the drawer with his butt. We talked extensively about that scene when we covered that movie. Backing it up. Number two, okay, stays more true to the idea of sleep deprivation and how it brings Freddy out of the woodwork. It's the only movie that really dives into that. The rest of them are all hokey and sleeping pills and blah de blah bullshit. Nathan, come on, what are you doing? God damn! Fucking bullshit! Let's slither our way back into the conversation (laughs) about martyrs, shall we? Yes, let's go back into this. 
Um, Lucy calls Anne. Anne comes over and saves her. There's a bunch of drama. There's a bunch of, holy shit, what the fuck have you done? Are you sure this is the family that tortured you? Because you don't, they, don't, they don't really tell you. You know this bitch is crazy. So you're not really sure if she's murdered this innocent family. And Anna isn't sure either. Because it turns out that the mom is not completely dead. And Anna tries to save her. Which means that she thinks that her friend is just fucking crazy. And she's going to try and save this woman behind her friend's back. And also tried to kiss her on the mouth in front of a few dead bodies in the shower. That was a little weird. Mm-hmm. I I did that part did stick out when I was rewatching it earlier. I was like, ooh, they don't really let on. It's they not made... consistent. It's not consistent. I think the director was just like, why don't you try to kiss her here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cut. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did Look it, at him. Seen pictures of him? It I think is. They were trying to justify why she was no. going to such lengths. I thought they were trying to imply that, oh, she's in love with her blindly and unconditionally, and that's why she's sticking around and trying to help her friend clean up this horrific murder scene. But if that's true, yes. then it works It works for the first part of the movie, but the codependence being displayed works against the second part because she's supposed to be transcendent and all martyrish. And she is. Mm. Chelsea makes a good point. She wasn't like... Hey, let's finger blast each other in front of these corpses. She was like, I just love you so much that in this overwhelming moment, I was drawn to kiss you. You corrected me because I'm a little bit irrational right now. Let's go back to taking care of these dead bodies. And that's what they do. Done. You're Perfect. saying she's just riding the wave of the moment? Yes. Feeling the, feeling the intense energy and wanting to do something with it sexually? Absolutely. Uh, no, I would cool. say that the director simply saw two bloody girls covered in blood in front of some dead bodies and was like yeah kiss her the guy's creepy look at his pictures you little slut yeah there you go yeah that's he's like, fucking that's he's like, fucking creepy this like guy's favorite creepy. dub line in the whole movie you little slut she nails that no reason to either i'm sure it's just some poor Sad actress in a room by herself with like a Foley artist that's like, can you hurry this up? I got some clippity clops with some coconuts to do. <laughs> but that was good. No one else is laughing, but that was funny. No, and I felt it. I felt your love, Chelsea. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Greg? Yes. Nathan? <laughs> Just want to make sure that you're both still involved. Um,. <clears throat> You'll notice that I had trouble pulling like informative clips from this movie because the vast majority of it is two women who are in a constant state of crying, in a constant state of screaming and or being cut or bludgeoned or bloodied, constantly covered in dry blood and or rain the entire yeah, it's, film. it's exhausting. It is very exhausting. Again, why is it like... Why are you drawn? I would ask a horror fan, why are you drawn to that experience? I want to sit down and feel uncomfortable, stressed out, and exhausted for an hour and a half. Bring it on. That's just... 
That's how it is. That's how it is. That's what we want. That's how it is. That's why I love Requiem for a Dream. That's why I'm a fan yeah. of Martyrs. Everything. The way that they look. All the angles are askew. All the like... I ab- like tension too. Abrasive okay, chain dramatic, scraping. Dramatic tension where the characters are going through real choices and drama. Not this just, you know, all out blood on the wall kind of tension. It's not... Yeah, but this it uh, it opens up a dark, a darkness in in humanity, and it's not uh, it's not my bag. It isn't your bag. I know that you want like a guy like a guy Pierce movie where he has like a great wife and like a wonderful family, but then he falls in love with some young girl that works at the gas station, and they go through this whole turmoil of what it means to be free and and live a true life where love finds wherever it it can find itself. But these kind of horror movies are physical how about this they're aggressive how about this? they're how about this instead they how pack about a, a guy punch. movie where him and his wife get into a fight and he accidentally kills her and he doesn't know what to do and his kids are coming home from school so he hides her body and he acts like everything's the same and there's this awful tension inside of him and the kids notice that something's wrong but he doesn't know what to say or what to do so he waits for them to go to bed and then he tries to dispose of the body and he tries to bury it and how about that yeah but we have to kick it up just a tad where he, the only way that he can dispose of it is by slowly feeding it to his family. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. See, that's the difference. That's as far as I'm willing to go with horror. <laughs> and he then has you to start fuck putting the, the mom in the children's that. mouths. Yeah. It's Absolutely. terrible. Yes. Oh, my God. He has to have one last farewell sex with it, and then he has to tie yeah. his, his, his teenage son to a chair and beat him into transcendence. <laughs> Because that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about achieving spiritual awakening. There's tears running down my face right now. Physical torture. That is the point of martyrs. The point of martyrs is to suggest something that's just ridiculous. Let's get on with it. This (laughs) next part I really like. This next part. So you're talking about the part that comes after... All the dealing with Lucy's craziness. Mm-hmm. Where we go back and forth, not understanding, understanding what's happening, not understanding if it's real, if Lucy's experiencing something real. You're talking about getting past that part? Yep. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. But before we do that. <laughs> uh. Before we do that. I think it's time, and you know what I'm talking about here. You know what I'm talking about. Time to go back in time to when this movie was not made, not released in France, released in America on DVD, 2009. What else was happening in 2009? What other movies did this have to compete with? Anybody have a guess? 2009, not that long ago. Not much was different. No Country for Old Men. Uh, I would have accepted a Paul Blart mall cop. <laughs> a Underworld Rise of the Lycans. Or, you know, The Dark Knight. Hmm? That's Dark not Knight a... was 2008. Okay, 2008, 2009. 
We're sort of smearing that into one year of releases. Is that okay with you, Nathan, or should I just stop this all right now? We just go home. What was Best Picture in 2009? Aren't you tired of being such a pain in the ass, you little shit? <laughs> uh, I love you. All what right. was Best Picture in 2009? Don't know. No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men. It beat out um, There Will Be Blood. Just barely. They're the same movie. It's They're not the same one. movie. One of them doesn't have any music. <laughs> fun facts. Fun Go facts. On. Zero music. Don't yeah, fun facts. Greg, if you if you ever didn't notice, um, No Country for Old Men has zero, and I mean zero music. Zero. You're right. Now that I think about it. No score. Don't want to no muddy score. up those relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Just impressive. Every every film uses music to heighten things, especially Martyrs. Oh, my God. Turn down the volume, will you? <laughs> no, you need some visceral music to go with the visceral experience. Um, music, 2009? Ana- anachronistic doppelgangers. Anachronistic doppelgangers. Anachronistic yeah. doppelgangers. Greg, he laid that one on me in a different podcast. I was like, no. <laughs> no, you don't get to use that. It's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. Music, Chelsea. Can you think of the music that was popular in 2009? Mm, Lady Gaga. I'm single lady. Lady I'm single lady. I'm single lady. I'm single lady. Nope, Chelsea nailed it. Lady Gaga. You got your Lady Gaga. Mm. Got your Black Eyed Peas. Your M&Ms. Your Taylor Swifts. It's really not that different. This whole segment makes a lot more sense when we get to go back into like the 60s or the 70s. 2009, not a big jump. So all I gotta do is just turn this little ship around. <laughs> get everything locked up and loaded, okay. Just gotta rev up the engine a little bit here. 2009, 2010, 2009, 2010, 2010, 2010, 2010, for for a little game, everybody. Name that sound. Name that sound. We're going to listen to three sound clips from the movie, and you have to name what is happening in the scene that I pulled that clip from. Every <laughs> scene. And in the case that it is a three-way tie, which is very possible, I have a tiebreaker. So, everyone ready for the first sound? If you know what it is, you chime in with your name. Okay? Okay. Nathan? Chelsea? I almost said Nelsie. Well, that's my name, so... (laughs) You guys ready? Roger. Go. Okay, here we go. Greg. Greg. That's when that big bald dude's beating her in that little room, right? Ooh, good guess, but no. Damn. One more time, if anybody else takes a guess, we're moving on to the next one. Damn. Nothing? What was that? Some sort of alien abduction? I think that was your grudge monster. monster trying to get in through the door. Oh, totally. No, that was Lucy kicking her guilt demon in the face. There we go. (laughs) Nobody gets a point on that one. Will you give that point to me? I'll take it back. And 
here. Such a delicate relationship, you know? Like, one minute, it's like, I'm sorry I killed them for you. I'm sorry I fixed everything. And then the next minute, she's kicking her guilt demon <laughs> in the face. Yep. Or getting sliced across her back with a, like, a switchblade. A straight edge razor. Yeah, how did she accomplish that? That's mm. the part that made me think that this monster yeah. was real. Yeah, so you can't you stab reach? yourself in the back. That's a good point. Unrealistic. See, you guys did get pulled back and forth. Oh, was yeah, it? that was the best. Did I not already say that the Grudge Monster was the best part of this movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, you did say that. Yeah. I like how you're so still perfect. referring to it as the Grudge Monster, <laughs> even though we've moved on to the Guilt Monster. You have, but <laughs> that's, I'm not afraid of Guilt Monsters. I don't have anything to be guilty for, so. And she also, she also doesn't let men tell her what to do. Mm. I don't let anyone tell me what to do. I don't like it. Damn right. I was trying, I was trying to help you out. I was trying to help you out, but oh, that was the last time for that. I want to be angry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next sound. What is this? <laughs> it's it's a subtle one. It's a little. <laughs> Let's listen to it again. <laughs> Do you hear that? Was that loud enough for you guys? I'm not sure if you can hear it way over there in Canada. One more time, please. You hear She's that? She's banging on Chelsea. Chelsea. She's. It's when um, her friend is locked in the in the hole for the first time. Ooh, thought you had it. That was not it. Nathan, Greg, I want to hear it one more time. That is Lucy outside waiting for Anna to go inside and check out what happened with all the dead people. And she knocks her head on a tree three times. And, and that's that, the noise it makes? That's the sound that the Foley artist thought is, is was that... appropriate. <laughs> oh, my God. Sounds, <laughs> I... Sounds like a basketball. Yeah, I thought. Oh, my God. It probably is. That part drew me out so hard. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I gotta Jeez. listen to that again. <laughs> That's not a human head. What is that? Uh, All right. This is number three. Anybody can take the game right now. Tied nil across the board. Here we go. There's a couple of clues in there. Come on, guys. I tried to make these real easy for you. Can you really? <laughs> One last time. Oh, I know what it is, Nathan. Nathan. That's uh, ripping the headpiece off of the guilt monster in the bathtub. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Surprise, motherfucker. Holy shit, you were close. <laughs> <laughs> you you gave me that sound and I wasn't right? You were right. It was her ripping the headpiece off of the woman who had been trapped in the basement. Not oh. the guilt oh. monster. That yeah, was a I real woman. I something. Oh, I assume that that was the same woman. No, because Lucy is dead at that point. And that's when you realize that when us as the audience. No, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Lucy was traumatized by leaving that woman behind yes. when she was a small child. And it, be and it grew into a guilt monster in her own imagination. But the guilt monster is an extension of the woman that she left behind, the woman that was found in the basement. 
oh, oh, you're you're positing that that is the same woman from Lucy's childhood. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. That's a, that's a long time for her to be down there. Yeah. Which would well, make sense the way she looks. I mean, yeah. And the way they peel it off of her face. The little clue in there was the sound of the bathwater. Glad somebody yeah. caught it. But the way that they shoot her, so like words. Um, words? Did you say yeah, words? Yeah, I can't think of the words. <laughs> You're like, you know, words. <laughs> words are hard. <laughs> um, the way that they just. Go ahead. Words? I don't know. Words, reasons. Go on. Mm-hmm. The way that they pull is she has to like use a screwdriver to pull each little like staple out of the helmet <laughs> and pulling peeling the mask off and like half of her skin coming off with it because it's been on there for so long. I'm actually referring to the prestigious institution that just murders her without even thinking about it. Uh-huh. All that so if work. They're, if their goal is to find a martyr, I don't think that they would keep her around for so long if she was so disposable, you know? That's true. She was maybe like, at that point had become like the one that the, the family just beats on. It's like a pet. <laughs> like they don't really need it for the experiment anymore. So they just like, <laughs> they just like pee on it and spit on it. And like, they don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Right. Now this is the sound that I was going to use for the tiebreaker because it's the easiest one of the four. Let's see if you guys can get it. I'm the only one that got the championship sound, so I don't think there is a tiebreaker. I think I just win. You do just win. This one is just for fun, and then technically you've won all of the competitions that have gone on so far in tonight's show. <laughs> See? See? Hear that, Greg? Yeah, I was oh. going to say, I thought I was a horror fan. So. Calling you but, up, new but, guy. But it's, it's been about six, seven months since I've seen this film, so... I'm going to, you know, I mean, I had a plane in the background while I was working on the mm -hmm. thing, but... You know what mm -hmm. I just heard, going. The same thing that I heard from Daniel at the beginning of the podcast when he was rusty with all of his sound clips. Excuses. That's all I hear. <laughs> How about that sound? How about that sound? Here comes the sound. Thing. You thought you were going to like me, didn't you? <laughs> Nathan. Nathan. What? Buzzing in. I'm buzzing in. Nathan? This is her going nuts on the mom's head from behind. Yes, that is correct. Can I get another ding, please, on the buzzer? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, <sighs> motherfucker. It's nice. Oh, uh, yes, that is correct. That is Lucy catching Anna trying to help Gabriel escape. Or Gabriella? Is that more Gabriel. Gabriel's name? Yeah, whatever. Gabriel. Gabriel Gabriella. And, uh, and it says, oh, fuck no. And says, no, you don't. No. Uh, she says, kill you! that's what she wants to do. That's what she does. And we get all those nice thudding sounds. And that's actually the part that gets to me the most. And I think I've mentioned this in other discussions of other movies that we've done, which is that Sometimes it's not the blood and it's not so much the gore. Sometimes it's the way like a skull jerks when it gets mm -hmm. hit bluntly. Like, mm -hmm. I brought it up in the Friday the 13th when one of them takes an axe to the face. And it's not the splitting her face that is so disturbing to me. It's the way her head sort of like yeah. 
kicks yeah. back and takes the force. The same thing you were saying about the CG versus prosthetics, and like you said, and you know, when the the prosthetic you can face, s- you can just see looks the so impact. Yeah. Yes, and that's what gets me when she's beating her with that hammer in the back of the head, and you just see the head just taking this blunt damage and just sort of caving and taking, absorbing all that energy. It's that's what gets me. There's that's- a scene similar, almost exactly like that, in um, Kidnapped. It's a film from Spain, and. Uh, there's a bludgeoning scene in there. Head bludgeoning? Yeah. Yeah, they're brutal. They're like the curb stomp in American History X. Yeah. Or the uh, face pounding of Jared Leto in Fight Club. Did Ooh, it just get yes. hot in here? That one too, yeah. Because we mentioned, see, he mentioned Jared Leto. there's an effective use of that technique in a real... I'm sorry, I'll use the word that Greg used. Film. <laughs> Did someone say Edward Norton? Can there be a pretentious alarm that goes off when I call people on that? Uh, okay. Help! Help! It's happening! The attack is on <laughs> the Grady Farm! Uh, send help! The, the leprechaun is attacking! Uh, yeah, I can probably shorten that down. <laughs> okay, sounds great. That's good. Uh, all right. So, that was the sound game. Um, we can head on over to the third act, the part where it changes, the part where it becomes Full Metal Jacket, where we discover Lucy is in fact telling the truth. These people are fucked up. They did deserve to die. Maybe their kids also deserve to die. Because a hammer she had set on a cabinet falls through a little pane of glass and drops down into a hidden stairwell. And that catches her attention when she's pretty much on her way out of the house. Like She's ready to go back to her family and apologize for hanging out with this fucked up lesbian all her life. <laughs> and then this stops her. And she goes down to investigate. That's when this apparent secret agency that has the ability and the finances to just research martyrdom in general or people's tolerance for pain... Uh, as it applies to transcending the physical realm and crossing dimensional barriers. <laughs> this is where your ghost movie takes a big turn. Or is it? I don't know what the, that's. that was my issue the whole first time watching this. Now that I've seen it a couple of times, I've sort of settled into it. I know what to expect. But that was the experience coming through the first time was, it, okay, so it's a revenge movie. Oh, no, wait, it's a ghost movie because she has these hallucinations. Oh, no, now it's like a conspiracy movie and now it's a torture porn. Whoa. Yeah. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Too much. A little buffet. A little bit too much, yes, because after here comes, this... Here comes the pain and suffering OSI to uh, alter the definition of the word martyr. <laughs> what, to referring to its Greek roots as a term of witness? Whatever. <laughs> if you If you look up the word martyr, it makes... Oh, this is like this is reaching into into spiritual existentialism in a very disturbed and depraved way, and it doesn't make any sense, Daniel. It doesn't make any sense. You don't make any sense. Exactly. Right now, you are you are an oh, you're a member of the OSI of pain and suffering. Right now, you little slut. The ISIS of pain and suffering. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jen. Uh, I don't know I think while I take a little tiny break we should listen to what the director has to say about this movie Uh, I'm I'm sure you have heard a lot of uh, things already you know 
through internet um, about my film. And I hope that you, you will be able to forget everything you heard because in, in, in a way uh, I, would, I would like you to be virgin uh, by uh, discovering the film for the first time. <laughs> Feel very free to hate me, you know, I'm, I'm not specially in love with myself, so I would understand. Uh, just be, 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 be as free watching my film as I was doing it. Um, anyway, uh, I hope that whatever is your opinion about it, that you will have the feeling to live a strong cinematic experience. He was talking directly to Nathan. Directly? Directly to Nathan. Please. I want to I sound the pretentious alarm on that guy, and then I also want to search his house for a hidden room <laughs> where he hangs from the ceiling with hooks in his flesh. That guy is disturbed. Look at pictures. I, wanna, I want a big picture up on my computer. Can you play that again while I get a big picture of how weird he looks? Uh, I'm, I'm sure you, you have heard a lot of uh, things already, you know? through internet um, about my film. And I hope that you, you will be able to forget everything you heard because in, in, in a way, uh, I, would, I would like you to be virgin uh, by uh, discovering the film for the first time. Feel very free to hate me, you know, I'm, I'm not especially in love with myself, so I would understand. Uh, just be, 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 be as free watching my film as I was doing it. Um, anyway, uh, I hope that whatever is your opinion about it, that you will have the feeling to live a strong cinematic experience. There you go. Be, 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 be free as I was in making it. <laughs> See, you just have to calm down and enjoy yourself. You little slut! Now, this is, the remainder of this is, is literally turning Anna, the character of Anna, who is who makes a great candidate for this martyrdom. She's like stuck with this crazy Lucy girl her whole life. She sacrificed her whole life to try and make this girl Lucy's life a little bit better. She helps her out all the time with emotional support. She gets a little bit confused when it gets overwhelming and wants to kiss her, but it's really because she just wants to take care of her. She is prepared and always has been prepared to sacrifice her life for others. So she is a true martyr. And I feel like the grunts of this agency just pluck her up and kidnap her because she's there. And they might as well perform a new experiment while they're at it. So but they got the best candidate. they're killing her for? What is the what? What are the beliefs that she has that they're killing her for? They're not killing her. They're... Bring her to the point of near death, basically, right? Yes, they are unclenching her fingers. Martyr, to kill someone because of their beliefs or a person who is killed because of their religious or other beliefs. Yes. So this movie is rewriting an interpretation of martyrdom. Exactly. Truly avant-garde. I mean, just stepping out of the box. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I don't know how else you can say it. Um, <clears throat> okay, but you could you could also work the angle a little bit, and you could say that she has become martyred from the concept and belief of of being alive, or the conventional perception of being a human being, to break through to the other side and see the truth. Yes, you know. In, in Unfortunately, order- they have to peel off. 95% of her skin to get there but yes but you know in order I mean, hey, to hey it's it's a goal it, it's a goal that apparently has 
some sort of rich asshole behind it that developed some sort of organization that is very committed and has even gone to the trouble of developing some sort of strange high-tech basement underneath a house with a normal family that lives in it <laughs> so that this whole thing can go on without anyone noticing but when the shit goes sour it's okay to have you know a couple dead bodies laying in an open grave outside and uh, people walking in and out with suits all over the place and uh, oh my god will you guys please listen to my to my please here smartass why'd you wait till now move it what are they, Nathan? I'm telling you. I heard them. I just told you a huge diatribe about why none of this really clicks. I know why you want to like it. You can. Sometimes, you can just sometimes overlook the it. same reasons why you would, you would, you know, cast aside a dramatic movie or any other genre because of specific things that don't line up or don't jive. You make excuses for in horror genre. So. Just, you know, give me my due and just say that there's a lot of things here that are that are bullshit. Yes, but in order to cross over and see truth, you have to move beyond being a victim. And do you know how, it e how easy it is to make a victim, Nathan? It is so easy to create a victim, young lady. So easy. You lock someone in a room with no light. Soon they begin to suffer. Then you feed that suffering. Slowly methodically, systematically, coldly, for a long time. You then witness your subject going through several mental states. The mental trauma starts to break them. And that small, easily opened crack makes them see things that don't exist in our world. Things that don't exist in our world. They can see them. This movie made an awful mistake, Daniel. What's Mr. That? Relationships, Mr. Drama, Mr. Spiritual. It actually, it was a horror movie that went there. It tried to go there. And you don't, no you don't. No you don't. Yes you do. Uh-uh. Not without offending Nathan a whole bunch along the way. Oh, come on. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> it did. It elevated itself. It gave a purpose, a purpose to its brutal, brutal violence. Because that is what exists from this point on. Now that they have Anna captive, now they are performing what they know is the best path towards finding this transcendent being that can relay information back from the other side. Because they know that females make the best martyrs. No one can try to tell me that the concept of martyrdom was strictly an invention of the religious. We tried everything, even with children. Even children. And we've proven that it's women that are much more responsive to transfiguration. Yes, young women. That's how it is. Huh? There's a little bit of girl power in this movie. No. Yes, women no. make better torture subjects. That's what they're saying. <laughs> right. Well... If you're being tortured, you're most likely an object because in order to torture someone or inflict injury on someone, you're the subject acting on the object. So this is, does nothing for women or feminism or any of that. I say this transcends feminism. That's right. It does pass the Bechdel test, though, so I'll give it that. Which is Some what? of my 
Hmm? Which is what? What is that? Um, it's a test to um, see if it has strong female characters in movies. Which it does. Which it. All of the strong characters in this movie are female. Yeah, and they do talk to each other about things other than boys. So. Yes, there's it's the stamp. It does get the stamp. There are they do not talk to each other about boys whatsoever. They both <laughs> seem much more into girls. <laughs> Um, both who, knows, the, who knows what they're talking about? They're talking in French. Yeah, it's not even a language. But they, <laughs> they are, the two girls are the main characters for the majority of the movie. Then the head of the agency that comes in and starts blowing shit up, that, their head, like, lieutenant or whatever, is a woman. Then there's the weird gypsy woman that comes in and gives the whole speech about how she leads this entire organization, or at least this branch of the regional U.S. or whatever. They're all women, and then they point out that women are the best, I don't know. Objects. Dimensional transmogrifiers? <laughs> I don't know that I would grant that woman a lieutenant status. But they all speak, they all, they all go to her. She's the one that stands closest to the door. She's the one that interacts with the gypsy. You know, I'd go more with um, psychopath. Or, uh... <laughs> she's, she's a little bit of that, too. And then twisted, they... Twisted bitch? I don't know. And then, and then they start putting Anna through their process, which is breaking down every resistant part of you that's locking you to a chair, that's making you go to the bathroom on yourself, that's making you eat goop from somebody and being appreciative for eating that goop, being I left alone in the dark. I did appreciate some of the torture stuff going on, um, like especially the eating part where they were like forcing food into her and then she like mm, uh, and then she like grabbed a hold of the head and like eat you fucking bitch eat <laughs> <laughs> that that had intensity for me for some reason no it it, it did and that's yeah. that was one of the main reasons why this movie made it anywhere near my daniel decides picks because i'm i want to be affected when i watch a movie and there is few things more effective at making you uncomfortable or making you squirm than like brutal physical violence from a man to a woman. So all the scenes where it just has that big brute guy that comes down the ladder with big muscles and just, just fucking punching her in the face. And then on top of that, the only thing more brutal than that is watching somebody unconscious get fully punched in the face. Because they have no resistance, so they just take the the entire brute force of the impact. And so here's this woman who's being beaten in the face as if she were a man, has no way to retaliate. She goes unconscious half the times, or half the time, and he keeps hitting her after she's unconscious. And it's it's a lot. It is a lot. You feel very gross. I guess is the word I'm looking for. I was going to say, you have a hard on during that. <laughs> uh, it's not, it's not a, it's not a hard on, like a sexual thing. It is a, whew, this, here somebody has managed to visually portray something that I almost can't handle. Okay, for a second there, I thought you had the Ray Rice video on your YouTube's favorites list or something. Oh yeah, no, I have that, I have that looping gif, yeah. No, I definitely masturbate to that. That bitch got what she deserves. Um... Thanks, can we have like can we have like an offended alarm? I think uh, I think Chelsea's offended. An offended alarm? <laughs> That's or... the offended alarm. 
That's what I picture. That's that's the part that <laughs> bothers me about this movie is that the people who created it and the reasons for its existence isn't being appreciated on a level of actual like suffer through pain and suffering to seek transcendence. That the majority of the people that like this movie are watching it for the wrong reasons. I, that if you're going to try and reach for that sort of spiritual realm with a movie like this, you need to you need to handle it more sensitively and you need to structure your movie more impeccably because there's you know it's got the full metal jacket syndrome it doesn't know what it's doing it knows what it wants to do yeah but it doesn't achieve it and it doesn't have the time to achieve it yeah like chelsea was saying if you did separate it into different movies you could create some sort of saga where you went there and actually had the ability to convince people that are totally on the other side of the fence that there is something to that but bringing in the osi of pain and suffering for a quick ushering into transcendence and martyrdom as they define it is not it's not as effective as it could be it's like when i give movies a hard time for not achieving what they could have achieved which i do with all genres i'm doing that with this right now you bring up a good point about a bunch of people watching this movie for the wrong reasons. And I'm going to address that point specifically when I get into Daniel's thoughts. But for now, yes, the movie does get discombobulated towards the end here with his full metal jacket syndrome. And it ends up the whole point of the entire movie is this bizarre mystery about what is on the other side. Like what is this information that they're seeking? And, that happens when Anna finally lets go through this sort of dialogue that she has with Lucy. Like she has, a, she finally has that crack ripped open that the gypsy woman was talking about to begin with, and she starts to hallucinate, hearing things from Lucy. She starts to think about letting go entirely, and then she just completely accepts her situation for what it is, and that's what moves her on to the last stage. Which everyone sort of comforts her in being like, oh, it's the last one. Don't worry. Just one more to go. <laughs> one more to go where we cut 95% of your skin off. Is that even... Can you do that medically? I don't think so. And now her her arm pieces were the weakest makeup in the film. They're yeah. very oh. like, here's a rubbery muscle thing. It's very offensive. But she's very it's very disturbing the way they still just manhandle her even when she has no skin. Like they just sort of like throw her around, lock her up in the cuffs so that she's stuck in this like weird crucified kneeling position that's very religious. And then the movie focuses like a whole 60 seconds or maybe even longer, maybe 90 seconds on this weird hallucination of her staring into this like staring into the heavens and seeing this weird nebulous flaming eye tunnel the, the way that they express that is like very bizarre for how the rest of the movie has been going and then it all leads into the agency all like gathering up to hear this special message because she has not only transcended and seen the other side which they've managed to achieve with three other martyrs but that she has been the first to return information from that experience and she gave it directly to the gypsy woman who seems completely turned around by whatever mysterious information she received. And that information we don't ever get. That's what this movie ends on. Yeah. Rosebud. It is sort of a little bit of a rosebud situation, although that can be analyzed to death and has been and has been solved and resolved over and over again. And with this, 
everyone in the agency is ready to hear this special information, and... Have you ever tried to imagine the other world? Everything all right? Well, have you? I'm afraid not. Keep doubting, Etienne. End. Have you ever tried to imagine the other world? No. Keep doubting. That means it's beyond comprehension. That means there is nothing. That means there is something. What is it? What does everybody think? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like at the end of Inception when he spins the co the, the the top. And the top is spinning and it wobbles a little bit and you're supposed to wonder whether he's still in a dream or he's not in a dream. That makes me leave the theater wondering and appreciating how it ended because that's what the whole movie's about. Whether you're dreaming or whether you're awake. But in this movie, yeah, like I don't I don't care what was whispered. I don't care why she killed her. I'm I'm happy she killed herself. <laughs> But I don't necessarily <laughs> give a shit that she's that she did it for any specific reason to keep the secrets that were given to her in the whisper. Was she being I mean, I, I was joking around to Chelsea when the whisper happened. That was just what did I say? I said uh, <laughs> what? Um, you have to tell us. I'm trying to. I was. Oh, I thought I was pretty funny. But uh, it was something along the lines of, uh, you know, there's nothing, you fucking dumb bitch. Oh, I remember that. Something like that. Just, but better. Sorry, podcast. <laughs> She's like, I hurt so bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please kill me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My skin's all gone, you, you fucking bitch. Yep. So that's what it is. That's what that's, that's, uh, leaves it open for you. You can go whichever way you prefer. If you prefer that there is nothing and then that's why the bitch kills herself because she's like, look okay. at this silly game this agency has been up to when there's no point. Or that it's like... I oh, want to get there fast. I want to get there now. Everyone over there wants to torture all of you guys for doing this. <laughs> or, you know, and, what okay. is it? Fill in the blanks. Daniel, what, did, what, was, what was whispered? What did she say? <clears throat> I don't know. I would like to think maybe it was something along the lines of uh, there is something and this is not the way to go about it. Like you guys have tainted something divine or are trying to shortcut something bigger than yourself. I would like to think that they are on the right track but coming at it like ignorant children. Greg, what was whispered? I personally would... Uh like to think that uh, she said there was nothing and uh, just like Daniel said you know the gypsy lady thought it was for nothing so she just you know went all those all those years of work just you know for nothing and it's more uh, it'd be more tragic if she said there was you know something and then she made the lady commit suicide you know what I mean uh, maybe trying to get to heaven you know quickly maybe she was just so you know, mm -hmm. like there's taken by the, the there's no rules get there as quick as you can yeah just you know so hmm. Chelsea what do you think she whispered I don't know this oh. part of the movie was weak I aren't never you tired of being anything. such a pain in the ass you little shit 
That's what she whispered. I'll, I'll tell you what she whispered. What? I'm going to whisper it to you guys right now. Are you ready? Yes. You little slut! This is, this is what she whispered. Please kill me. Yeah, but then wouldn't she just have been like, I don't think she, I don't think the gypsy woman would have killed herself if that had been it. But she was talking no. for a, a damn good, you know. Yeah, the message. Yeah. The message was a little bit longer. She seemed profoundly affected. If it had been just just been kill me, I think the gypsy woman would have been like, oh, never mind. We found a weak one. Yeah. We we thought we found Jesus, but we just found some you know pathetic little girl. Throw her in the basement. Let's piss on her. Yep. <laughs> Give her to one of those suburban families as a pet. Let's move on. Get her a helmet. <laughs> Yeah, get her a helmet. I think that I just hate philosophy and philosophical conversations about what's beyond and destiny and fate and all that bullshit. I much prefer, I don't know. I'm with you. I, I mean. Yes, I can but all. But for the sake of the film or the movie, sorry, where's the pretentious mm-hmm. one? thanks Greg thank you that's nice Uh, for the sake of the cinematic masterpiece as the director put it uh, (laughs) I don't know they had to leave it hanging because they don't know and if they said as any great horror movie they never show you the thing that's horrifying so if they're trying to make this that subject that's supposed to horrify and um i don't know plague its viewers then i think it would work for people who are i don't know philosophically inclined why it is why why not right so this well it's 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 a you know it it transcends the genre of the movie it it goes back to things like citizen kane and uh inception and things movies that are that have demonstrated that it's it's more powerful to be controversial and um, not say it because it can be anything then he, he probably doesn't even know I mean maybe the director has some sort of fucked up concept in his mind of of what tr- what is beyond or whatever but if he tried to you know throw it in people's faces then it ceases to be their their uh, resol- resolution or their epiphany it becomes you know tom cruise jumping on a couch right we're bleeding into exactly the kind of territory that i want to bleed into uh now we've wrapped things up here a little bit what would everyone here say i'll go last is this a movie for horror fans or is this a movie for everyone what? Those are my only two options? Yes. <laughs> no, this is a movie for you, Daniel. This isn't a horror <laughs> movie at all. This is a horror movie. No. It is it's... for me. That's correct. <laughs> but is this it for is horror not fans? in the horror genre. This is... is in a subgenre called French extremity movement Some... slash torture porn. Some right. way down subgenre. Which is still appreciated by horror fans, so... You know. Yes. But I'm a horror fan, so you're... That's ignorant. The very visceral experience I'm talking about, that is a, like... A fundamental element of the horror genre. And this movie has it in spades. I'm not going to answer your question either, so... And, all, and the things taking place are horrific. You know, I mean, yes. it's, it's still, you know... 
<laughs> what do you want to call it? An ultra violent thriller? Like see, 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 Daniel. See, Greg's Greg's a better salesman than you. <laughs> He's trying to sell us on it. But I got to tell you, my answer to your question would be: This is definitely not a movie for everyone. Not a movie for everyone. No way. No but I'm also those. not going to say it's for horror fans, although horror fans, as Greg is saying, uh, the things that are happening in it are horrific. So I imagine horror fans would be a part of the group of people that would appreciate this movie. There's also some sick, twisted individuals out there that would enjoy this movie. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say that maybe they don't watch very many movies, but if they saw it, they'd be like, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And then they would go back into their room and put hooks in their flesh and hang from the ceiling. <laughs> I actually went to a um, like a horror convention one time. There's a guy hanging from the ceiling with hooks. You know, one of those. <laughs> he was actually doing. We, we were just talking about welding and stuff. We uh, it, was, it was kind of weird. <laughs> like, it's like he's dangling and you're carrying yeah, on a conversation. A conversation. We're talking about welding, and <laughs> he's just there. <laughs> it just kind of ended with all right. Well, but wait a minute, were the hooks like strapped into some sort of apparatus, or yeah, were they it was actually like a... in his flesh? No, no, they were in his flesh. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I used to be a welder. Yeah, moved here about two years ago. Really enjoying the weather. <laughs> it went something like that. Yeah. You uh, you enjoying the conference? There's a great booth over there. I haven't been over there today, obviously. Oh, I'm swinging a little. You mind, you mind stabilizing me? Swinging a little. <laughs> That is, that is, that's horrifying. Carrying on a casual conversation with a man who has impaled himself and is dangling from his own flesh. Um, but that's what it's about, too. This brings up the conversation of threshold, you know? Yes. How, how are you able to put concepts together in your mind? Can you put these concepts together in your mind and feel comfortable with both those things in the same room? And for me, as a normal human, no, I cannot. <laughs> all right let me close let me, let me it's laced with judgment fellas bring it up <laughs> all right let me uh let me cap this conversation a little bit here What's some of daniel's thoughts now i want to address something nathan said earlier which is that people that are just grotesquely into torture and get off on it uh sexually are into this movie and i disagree I would argue that more than attracting horrifying people, this movie is simply for no one. It is it is disjointed. It does suffer full metal jacket syndrome. It is brutally violent, makes you feel uncomfortable, puts you on edge most of the time. The vast majority of it is spent screaming and crying and bleeding. And then is capped off with a little bit of rushed philosophy which is the whole point that it wouldn't be for people that are naturally inclined towards hurting others or sociopaths because this movie is too heady. There's too much philosophy and artistic junk in between all the torture for them to even want to appreciate this movie. And then people that are into horror movies do see some of the flaws, and maybe this isn't one of their favorites, but looked at how long we've talked about it. If nothing else, this movie deserves to be watched and appreciated, and then you can decide if you like it or not after that. Thank you. Daniel's thoughts. 
All right. And uh, now it's time for Nathan's thoughts. Oh, Jesus, Nathan. We had to talk about this. I don't want your shitty thoughts All I want to do is say one thing. All right, here you go. Okay, your your thoughts. I have uh, have digested them a little. And I will simply say that Martyrs has probably become the first movie in this 100 Lunatics series of podcasts that has demonstrated to me what a actual horror movie is. Because this is as close as we've come to what I was expecting when I agreed to do this. And... Although I didn't agree with it and had some issues and was very critical of it, I will appreciate the fact that it has come closer than any of the others before this, because Leprechaun is not a horror movie. And Slither Slither is not really a horror movie. And all the Friday the 13ths and Nightmare on Elm Streets are not really horror movies to me. They're just silly and hokey. So congratulations, Martyrs. You've actually accomplished something, at least. said well done there you go that's all you have to say nathan yeah i just i just came to the realization just now that it's actually this is of the ones we've watched the most genuinely horrifying yeah this is the most genuine like this is yeah i would say stitches is probably the next closest (laughs) in terms of just trying to be horrific uh, i don't think i have any uh, all i have left over from stitches is just all the boys all the boys all the fucking boys yeah. i let go of uh the one where he's fucking that girl in his camper i like that sound effect too <laughs> oh you know what that means it means we're done we fulfilled our duties Spin number six for martyrs. We've given it our time and attention, our analysis, and our joy. It is time to spin for next time's episode. And, uh... Wilter, uh, do you want to help us out with this? Alright, it has been a long time, but I do believe that Chelsea previously won the right to choose the beginning category of the spin. Your options are... 100 years of horror, 100 lunatics, subgenres, or Daniel decides. Which do you choose? I want 100 lunatics, please. 100 lunatics. And the film is Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah. Awesome. Michael Rooker. Yeah, Michael Rooker making his second appearance on the 100 Lunatics podcast after only that will make episode number seven. And a very good decapitation scene. And already an alum. He's uh, Nathan's favorite movie that we've done on this podcast. 
Nathan, you still there? I'm looking it up. Aren't you tired of being such a pain in the ass, you little shit? Based on the true life serial killer Henry Lee Lucas. Lucas. I've never heard of this guy before. Yes. He killed all over Round Rock, Austin, Georgetown, all over the United States. Okay, don't get too excited, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, he killed a lot of people. He killed a lot of people. And this movie is. No, he killed tons of people. Great decapitation scene. (laughs) Uh huh. He's basically rubbing his hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's getting excited over there. Gonna go home and watch it a little bit of this. (laughs) Decapitation. But this movie is highly regarded. This movie might as well have been on Daniel Decides, although I have not seen this movie since I was a kid. But I know that it's it's renowned for accurately portraying a serial killer, which is not your slick, intelligent sociopath that knows how to trap people perfectly and is witty in social circles. This is about a true psychopathic serial killer. Mm-hmm. 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. But I'll tell you the first thing I notice about these movies when the wheel lands on them is how long they are. 83 minutes. Woo! Give me a high five. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. The perfect length for a horror movie is 90 minutes. Give or take 10. So if you're coming in around that, you're golden. Yep. 83 minutes. I think Martyrs was like 97 minutes. So everything is going along just as it should. And in case anybody has anything else to say, I think we can make our way on out of here. Nathan, Chelsea, Greg. Uh, It's been fun. Greg. Thanks for coming, Greg. Uh, Thank you for having me. That's right. Nice to meet you folks. (laughs) Greg is a nice man. And and he is, now that he's had his virgin experience out of the way, the next time... We'll be that much more comfortable. Chelsea, thank you again for joining us. Nathan, you know, you're Greg, there. Greg, you got to rewatch uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer yeah. before the next podcast. I certainly will. Certainly will. Yep. It's got to be in there. It's got to be in your brain. I watch him at least once I'm, or twice. Actually, I actually have a silk screen poster of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. I need to show you that. Yeah. Nathan, I assume that you will be going out and legitimately buying a physical copy of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Being a responsible absolutely. consumer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And um, of course, you can always head over to 100lunatics.com. There you can check out more episodes of the podcast proper, the 100 Lunatics podcast. Check out our previous spins of the wheel. Check out the podcast that Nathan and I do about movie trailers called Trailer Park. Check out the commentary tracks that Nathan and I do called Shh. Commentary tracks. Greg? I believe you're involved in something you could plug here. Yeah, got a uh, horror zine coming out that uh, working on with uh, Daniel here. It's called Gruesome Discovery. It's going to be on its first issue coming out in uh, probably around December. Yes. Got some interviews, got a bunch of horror reviews, uh, not only reviews for f- uh, films, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, books as well. And uh, it's got... Uh, a lot of original hand-drawn art, artwork included with it. So. Yes, it is beautiful. Original hand-drawn art. Gruesome discovery. Horror magazine. It is all the things you want in a horror magazine without any of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Nothing held back. And Greg, 
He's been a busy bird. He has actually been in contact with some of these indie horror developers and directors and writers. He has gotten okays to do interviews with them. He's gotten free copies of their movies to scream. Fetus. Fetus. Fetus Fetus. being one of them. Fetus. Fetus. (laughs) An avant-garde film about a man that kills an infant child. (laughs) Soon appearing on Gruesome Discovery in partnership with the 100 Lunatics Network. You can reach us at 100 Lunatics. You can reach Nathan at I Hate Horror. Chelsea, do you give a shit? Nope. Nope. (laughs) I think that covers it. That's it. Go look at all the things that we make. We make it for you. All right, everyone. I always forget how much I love these things. Good night, Greg. Even if you're not here next time, I'll be seeing you again real soon. It's happening. The attack is on O'Grady Farm. Uh, send help. Nathan, come on. The, what the are leprechaun you doing? is attacking. <laughs> you little fly! Oh, you! Mm, all right. Mm, all right. No one can try to tell me that the concept of martyrdom was strictly an invention of the religious. Uh, we tried everything, even with children. Uh, uh, proven that it's women. Uh, can we inject a little bit of reality here, please? Could go on forever. I never get tired of this shit. Sorry, everybody. Good night. You're a Just, drummer? I'm sorry. I, I was in my past. Like in high school band? Like you're in the pit? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yes, Greg is a drummer. This is why he's interested. Yeah, oh, that's fun well. still. What are you asking my girlfriend questions for? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let them bond. Oh, you uh, you bonding. drum? Oh. Oh, my God. How interesting. I am interesting. I told you I was other things. Wow. <laughs> Didn't take long to get on the shit list, Greg. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Uh, <laughs>